Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello, Life Church, and welcome to another Midweek Pastors Podcast. I'm Pastor Chris Reyes here with Pastor Bob Leahy. And today we have a special treat. We have Pastor Jake Gonzalez. He's with us. He is our youth pastor here at Life Church. He's been pastoring here for four years, but total of 22 years in youth ministry, Jake. 22 years. That's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. And so you can't see it right now, but if you've seen Jake at church, you know that he has a very short haircut. But according to Jake, he used to have a lot more hair years ago. It was down to my waist. I kept it, although I kept it completely shaved on the sides and I just grew the top and I would braid it down to my, oh to my, my waist. Oh my gosh, Jake. Again, we have to get pictures. Of I will find something okay. and, bring, and bring it to yeah, you Yeah, I, I want to see these. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have a theme going uh, over the next several weeks, which is to talk about the different ministries in the church specifically related to our children. So whether it's nursery all the way up to high school, we believe that Life Church has an emphasis on children, on students, and how we can help uh, change their lives, how we can help them know Christ better. And so, one of the things that we do here at Life Church, and Pastor Jeff is recovering right now. For those of you who are wondering where Pastor Jeff is, he had some knee surgery, so he's not part of this podcast. So, please remember him in your prayers. But one of the things that we've done a few times now is Youth Sunday, and that's where the youth step up and pretty much, you know, lead worship and yeah, yeah. Uh, do the, the announcements and greet people. So where did the thought of youth church come? Is that something you and Jeff just sat down and said, hey, let's try this? You know, it's, it's always in my heart to make sure our church is aware of what our teenagers are walking through. Yeah. And so we thought it was a good idea to be able to say, hey, this is what they face on their daily life. Um, more so to be able to watch them do worship, to be able to watch, to give them the opportunity to serve, allow them to try to connect with the church and, and be a bigger part of it in these moments. But it's a good reminder that these kids face struggles that... Mm-hmm. We don't even face. I mean, yeah. even tw- you know, I was a teenager twenty something years ago, but I don't face the challenges that our teenagers face now. Right, right. And so, in trying to show them, trying to show the congregation, maybe someone that's even older in their sixties, like these kids face really difficult stuff. Yeah, yeah. And what do you notice? Like we've done it a couple times. What does this do for our youth at the end of it when you know they do two services on a Sunday? what's their reaction? How do they feel like, like, hey, we did it, but what happens to them holistically and the way that they look at themselves? So it's pretty cool, right? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a game time event. You know, it's like finishing a good football game, right? You just mm-hmm. completely pumped afterwards. These kids have excitement. They're, they want to do it again. And for the kids that serve, they're excited to be a part, but there's always this group of kids that encourages them to come become a bigger part of youth group. Mm-hmm. I want to be here and I want to be a part. I want to serve. I want to be on the worship team. I want to be one of those kids answering those questions and sharing what God has taken through them through this last year. Yeah. You know, they want to, then they kind of look at like, Hey, that's a goal for me to go for it's, It not only does it encourage those kids that serve, but it also helps bring those kids that maybe are kind of on the outside trying to figure out 
if they really want to be a part, it kind of helps draw them in. Right. And there's always just an excitement when we get done there. Yeah. I mean, they could do three, four services. Yeah. You know, they're so excited to keep yeah. going and going. Like they enjoy the opportunity and, and, uh, the worship team is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that is so great. And the kids sharing about what God's working through their lives is impactful because I think sometimes we assume teenagers face light stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when we hear their hearts and, and we hear about the things that they walk through and they struggle with, it reminds us that these kids are just young adults and the challenges they face are, can be completely like life changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a great reminder what God has done in their lives yeah, and yeah. what God is continuing to do in their lives. And from when you and I have talked, there are a lot of students that come, whether it's uh, midweek or on Sundays, that don't have a church background. Yeah. So I, 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 what's the percentage of the kids that come to youth? I would say on a midweek service, you know, probably half of our kids that, and in the middle school program, mm-hmm. and I guess even in high school as well, half of our middle school kids, they don't have a church background. Oh, right. Right. So teaching them, we're, you're trying to teach them those fundamentals of church. Yeah. But also trying to push them to something new. Like we just, we're just finishing up a study on praying the word of God over your life. Wow. So not only, let's not just go to God and like throw up all of our problems at him. Let's identify in the scripture a passage that's going to help a promise or something God is telling us that can help carry us through that. And let's learn to pray that over our life, right? Yeah. So we're teaching our kids those, those mature things to help them walk through the situation. So it's on all levels, kids that are just coming have never been to church, and kids that have been their whole life are trying to work right. that message to for every single one of them and identifying what they're going through uh-huh. and how to walk through it. Wow. Well, that kind of that then leads me to my next question I was going to ask you. So, like, in your opinion, you know, at least what you've seen, what are the struggles that youth go through right now in the sense of their, their, their sense of value? You know, what gives our, our students these days a sense of value? What, what are they struggling with in that area? I think identity is probably the largest thing. And, you know, and that has so many different platforms. You know, we talk about just finding self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about just depression. We talk about the self-image of who society says they should be. How do we, how do we become a Christian in a world that doesn't necessarily accept Christians? Right. And how do we be an example in a, in, a, in a school environment that doesn't really want us to be the example? So how do we do it in a positive, a positive attitude, in a, in a positive way, without maybe bringing condemnation on people and, mm-hmm. and judging mm-hmm. them, right? So right. it's, and at the same time, dealing with our own anxi- anxieties and fears of like, how do we even do this? How do I fit in? You know, I don't, I'm not even one of the cool kids, like right. how to make this work. And so it's all those challenges. I, right. I feel like teenagers probably have it sometimes worse than adults do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm older, you know, I'm 63, but I remember in high school, you said, I think it's, it's pretty consistent. That you want to fit in, you want to be cool, you want to hang out with the right people. When I became a Christian and really got to know who Jesus was, but what Jesus thought about me, it's like something inside of me just like settled down. I wasn't as anxious about trying to be in with the right group of people. I would suddenly realize that I was I was accepted. And so you're giving that to our youth. And so like you said, you just did this study where they're literally looking at God's word and then they're just praying it over their lives. They're taking scriptures and praying it over their lives. Yeah. So one of these last Wednesdays, we went through a list of scriptures 
And we read those scriptures out and I had each of the, I had 10 different kids reading 10 different passages. And then I had formulated it into a prayer and said, wow. I pray this over my personal life every day. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, mm-hmm. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, you know, all these things that we, that we sometimes, I'm trying to get the kids to find scriptures that they can, re, that they can memorize, that they can know, that they can have in their back pocket, ready to pray over their lives mm. and ha- teach them how to pray over their lives. So when they're sitting in school in a class or at lunch and something's going bad, mm. they can take five minutes and pray that scripture over their life. Wow. And, wow. and that's the key, right? I mean, that's the key to be successful on a, on a daily walk. Right. Right. Be- because no one can change your relationship with God with you, and no one can take away what God has given you. So right. when God picks you up and God builds you up and God takes you, no matter what your friends or your so-called friends say, mm-hmm. they can't pull that away from you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an amazing gift that you're giving them, Jake. And I know that, you know, I have three kids. They're all adults now. But I look back at their lives and how well they're doing right now, and I am grateful for the youth pastors that invested in the lives of my kids. It gave them a foundation. So, you know, you're doing the same thing. I just want to just say you and Julie and all of your youth leaders, what a great job you guys are doing. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to, <laughs> we're listening to children as they're walking to achieve. It is timely school. though, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sure we have a lot of chief kids that come to youth group. So they're, you know, it's timely for it to happen right now. So it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We're doing a podcast, all these kids go walking by the window, but that always delights my heart to hear the voices of kids while I'm here at the office. Uh, one of the things that, on a practical level, I really want us to talk about, kind of in your opinion, what can parents do to encourage and challenge their, their teens? Uh, you know, as a parent, sometimes they can be out of touch with what's going on, or they feel like, well, I'm too old, or I don't know about technology. That's, I think it's a lie. The parents are, are, they're needed more than they realize in their children's lives. What kind of practical ways can you encourage parents to embrace their kids in a a new way? Well, let me start with this. You know, um, there's 160 hours in a week. If your kid comes to every single youth event we have, on average, we might see them five hours a week. And that's probably pretty conservative. Uh, That's counting on overnight or which really helps bring up our our uh, average time, but mm. you know, like we don't have a lot of time with them. We are there to plant a seed and to be their biggest cheerleader. That's really what we can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to the parent involvement in their lives. Mm-hmm. I have found, and we have three daughters and one of them is fifth. We have a 15, 13 and seven year old. And I have found that as my girls have gotten older, it requires me spending more time with them. Mm-hmm. I may not be caught up with what they're doing in technology and, and I may not know what the greatest, latest song is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I may not know what is, what is the fashionable thing. I mean, clearly look at me, but the <laughs> one thing that I do know is if I spend time with them, I can build a relationship with them. Right. And for parents are like that have maybe pulled back and kind of have a wall built up. It's going to take time to break down that wall and start building those relationships back up. But the only way we'll really ever be able to help our kids succeed is if we just spend time with them. Right. There's not, there's not some secret formula to like do this, this, and it's going to automatically work. It's 
sitting, you know, every night at our household ends the same way. We all come home no matter what our day looks like, whether it's work or ballet or whatever. We all come home and maybe we've even had dinner and we just managed to get to the house at the same time. And mm-hmm. we always end up at the dining room table and yeah. everyone tells us about their day or their challenges or something that was funny or something bad that happened or something they struggled with. And, and then we all support each other and pick each other up and we'll sit there and talk for 45 minutes wow. every single night. Wow. And wow. sometimes it's like, okay, you guys have to go to bed. Like it's been an hour and a half and like so you guys have to get up in the morning and, and make it to school. But the only thing that I think works is just spending time with them and being open to what they talk about mm-hmm. and not being, and just realizing that, you know, you can't be so judgmental because they're going through challenges and sometimes right. they don't know how to walk through them and they're looking for your help. Yeah. And so if we come off and respond wrong, we just automatically shut down the door. So it's, yeah. it's just learning to talk with them and right. be their cheerleader and be their support system and, and laugh with them and cry with them and, and make sure, uh, I always, I always tell parents, you know, it's okay to tell your kids, sorry. Yeah. When, when you do something wrong, I've apologized to my kids a ton of times. Or getting yeah. frustrated when I shouldn't have, or doing right. something like that's part of that relationship. It's just building that relationship, and that just takes time. And and maybe you don't want to hear this, but I honestly believe that as a teenager get older, it takes more time, and yeah. not past the teenage years. And mm-hmm. you can probably attest to this, Pastor Chris, yeah. but even into the college years, yeah, it takes ample time of being part of their lives. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to be cut loose until their mid twenties. I sometimes feel like right. And, it, you know, it's interesting is even to this day, you know, my, my, my kids are grown and uh, adults, but even when they stop by the house and they walk into my office and they see them on the computer and they're like, hey, dad, how's it going? I've realized whatever I'm doing, shut off the computer, turn away from it and turn around and face them and say, I'm doing great. How are you? It, it, because it may seem like they're just like being casual. Hey, how's it going? No, it's their way of saying I just like to spend time with you. And, and the other thing like you said, it's not a formula. Just yeah. listen and don't get defensive as a parent and all those things. And so I, you know, that inspires me, Jake, that your girls get to the point where they're like saying, we don't want to end this conversation and go to bed. We want to just keep talking. Yeah. But that's, that's something that's inside of them that is uh, you're, you're meeting a need in their life. I will tell them, hey, you guys hang out with your friends this weekend? Nah, dad, we'd rather just hang out with you, go for a bike ride, or go running. Wow. Or- and those are some of my favorite moments because we will go for a run and on our way back, walking, cooling off, we'll have these great deep conversations yeah. or when we drive home. And it's just because it's taking time year after year and, you know, just building those relationships up. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's some of the greatest parts of my life. And, yeah. and I would encourage any parent that is really struggling with the relationship, just learn to be vulnerable and just learn mm-hmm. to talk with your kid yeah. and just have a lot of patience. And, and each, it'll have good days and it'll have bad days, yeah. but it eventually will continue to have better and better days. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jake. I mean, in that that type of uh, encouragement is helpful to the parents. But those of you who are listening, this I think of an old uh, Jim Dobson book. the The title was uh, "Parenting is Not for Cowards." And so, if you're struggling, if you have teenagers and you're saying, "Man, I'm trying to relate to them," let us know here at Life Church. We have Pastor Jake and so many others here that can help you, just encourage you, love on your kids, because our children here at Life Church are so important to us. And so thanks for listening. It's great to be with you midweek. And again, if you have any questions, prayer requests, let us know. Just send an email to info at lifechurchchico.org, and we'd be happy to respond. Jake, thanks for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. All right. See you guys. See you.
Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.